Mark, you know we meet together at just private. You're going to pay the price for what you're doing right now. <laughs> uh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for the joy that we experience in Christ. You brought heaven to the earth for us to enjoy. And we're so grateful that you've promised to be with us even to the end of the world. We're so grateful you're here tonight. We ask that you speak. We ask that you help us prepare our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I started this message some weeks ago. And uh, we're talking about the reality of faith. That faith is real. The world may not see it real, but it's doing a lot of work in our lives, even today. And I remind us last week, uh, even the fact that you speak in other tongues... I had to remind myself, this is God speaking through me. This is God in me. Every single day of my life. I can speak in tongues anytime I want to. Sometimes we forget these little things. To us it's little. But this is really huge. This is God in my life. That means the world is open to me. Because God is speaking through me by His Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in my life. And I got this through faith. Faith is real. Faith can bring the unseen world into the seen world. Faith can bring dominion into our lives. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. Dominion. Dominion on the earth. Because of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Dominion. On the earth, because of faith. Uh, I cease to be afraid of anything. I don't even think, don't worry about nothing. I just push it aside. And I know life is going to be good for me. Because I am locked in with Christ now. I am no longer alone, like the Bible says in Ephesians. There was a time when I was alone in the world without God, without hope. Hope without hope without God in the world. But now I have hope and I have God. There's hope for my future. There is hope for your future. Because Christ is in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I mean, when you talk about glory, people are thinking about heaven. No, right here also. Because you are the light of the world. Not this little light of mine. Forget this little light. God didn't give you no little light. We have little lights don't do anything to the world, okay? Just a little candle, no. This is a huge light that the world has to depend on. And that's you. Because Jesus is coming to your life. And you are the salt, no salt of just Texas, salt of the earth, right? The whole earth. That's you. You're the salt. And God is depending on you. The world is depending on you. The world is depending on you to give light. And you got that light through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So faith came in an authority through faith to change things and we can let me let you know this you know this week the Lord was reminding me every bad situation that happens to us even if we cross it there is a demonic force behind it there is an angel of death remember there is an angel of death the Old Testament said the angel of death walked through but they couldn't come in where they applied the blood it wasn't God killing the people. It was the angel of death. And if you read in the, in the Kings, uh, 
the Bible also talked about an evil spirit that said, Okay, I will go, to go, God let me go, and I'll be a lying spirit to the prophet. I'll speak through them. So the spirits are involved. When evil things come to you, demons seize the situation. Maybe you open the door and, and they begin to operate. But right now, because you've come to Christ and you have faith, they don't have the right. You got the blood over your life. You got Christ over your life. They can only do what you ignorantly allow them to do. But once you know the truth, the truth sets you free. And the truth includes showing us the mistakes we've made. So we can repent, turn around, and we walk the narrow path. And that's the truth. So what makes it possible for us to display violent faith? Because the Bible tells us, I believe in Matthew chapter 11 verse 12, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. Now, we're not fighting with hands and fists. We are fighting by faith. Fight the good fight of Fight of faith. So it is a fight of faith. If you win, it's going to be by faith. If you lose, it's going to be by fear. (laughs) So we fight the good fight of faith. And the violence is a violence of faith. Faith is believing in things that you can't see. And believing that they exist. Even though you can't see them, you can't feel them, you can't hear them, you can't smell them, you, you can't taste them. You still know these things are real by faith. And they are real. And you can pull them into our natural world. And to display that, you have to know first, you, they know, you have to have a knowledge of God. Who God is. You have to know who God is. The fact that God is faithful. God has actually taken His word above His name. That's in Psalm 138 verse 2. His word above His name. That means God stays with His word. The Bible tells us in Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he shall lie. God sticks to his word. God will fulfill what he says. His word is what does all of it. He sends his word and his word heals them. He sends his word, his word will do the healing. He is God's word. God's word, God himself said, my ways, my thoughts are higher than your ways. So he fulfills his word. He says, as the rain comes... The snow and doesn't go back to the heaven. So is my word. It won't return to me void. God's word is we need to know who God is. And we need to know God through his word. That God will not change. I am the Lord. I change not. But above all, he right now lives for us. That's the truth. Jesus is living ever. Right at the, uh, sitting at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us. He's at watch, he's constantly watching over his own. We belong to him. Ephesians 1 tells us that God will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we might know the hope of our calling and the exceeding riches that God has in us. You are his riches. He bought with the blood of his son. And nobody touches that riches. 
You can't. We are that important to him. And he lives to ever perform wonders on our behalf. We talked about that. Exodus 15 verse 11. Who is like unto you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? When we praise God, He begins to do wonders. So God is there for us. The second thing I want to zero in on tonight is the knowledge of who God is. Not just that, but the knowledge of who you are in Christ. You won't be able to really go out without fear and challenge the enemy and challenge whatever the enemy throws at you unless you fully understand who you are. Remember last week I said, Moses, God did a lot to try to persuade Moses to go to Pharaoh. To deliver God's people. Moses wouldn't do it. There was a time he had a heart for it. He wanted to do it on his own. He felt it could at that time, but he failed. Now God was saying, 40 years later, go back and do the same. He wasn't willing. He said, no, I can't do it. Say somebody else, he said. And what do I tell them? Basically, no one is going to believe me. Who do I tell them sent me? What's your name? They'll say, I am. Go tell them. He still wasn't convinced. But after God told him in Exodus 7 verse 11, verse 1, So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God. He didn't make him God. He made him as God. What did God make him? As God. So from that time on, as far as God was concerned, on the earth, Moses was God to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And the children of, God, of, of Israel, the people of God in bondage. Just like we were, until we were delivered by the Messiah. That's Jesus, Moses in that time. That was God, to Pharaoh, to the devil. But as soon as Moses found, that, found out about this, he was now God over Pharaoh. And I believe he believed it. He acted as God over Pharaoh. Have you ever wondered? I used to wonder. I mean, Pharaoh was the most powerful man on earth, right? And here was this guy tormenting his kingdom, right? One miracle after another. Well, he had the power sent just a few soldiers to take his life. Have you ever wondered why Pharaoh never thought about that? Think about it. It would be easy. This guy is causing me a lot of trouble. Just take a thousand men, go kill him. And he never thought about it. Moses will cause him trouble and then show up in his palace the next time right after the trouble. And then they are making conversation, just words. He had power to, kill, to take his life. He couldn't. God had made him. Would you kill God? No. You can't kill your God. God had made Moses God over Pharaoh. He couldn't kill him. And Moses knew he was that. So we need to know who we are in Christ. If you know who you are in Christ, what God has made you as a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You know, all things are passed away. All, all things, all of them. And all things have become new. You are a new kind of being on the earth. A new kind of being on the earth. 
God lives inside you. The Spirit of God is on inside of you. Fully. Speaking through you in every language. That's a new kind of being. He never was born again. A new creation on the earth. If you look at Luke chapter 4 verse 5 and 6. It says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him, that's Jesus now, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I'd like you to listen to the words of the devil here. And the devil said to him, All this authority, it showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. All of the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to Jesus, All this authority I will give you. Notice he didn't say, I'll give you the earth. What is he going to give? Just the authority. The earth didn't belong to the devil. He had rights and authority over to rule on the earth. But that it wasn't his. That's why God will always say, The heaven and the earth are mine. Even though man had fallen. It didn't belong. The question was not who had the earth. The question was who had authority on the earth. Amen? So he said, And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you. And the glory. So there is some glory that comes with authority, right? And the glory for this has been delivered to me. This authority and the glory of it has been delivered to me. Somebody gave it to me. I didn't have it before, but it was delivered to me. Somebody gave the authority to me. Now I have the authority and I can give this authority to whoever I like. So if you fall down and and worship me now, I'll give you that authority. It was delivered to me. Notice that Jesus didn't argue with him about it. Who had the authority. He didn't argue with him. Because he was the truth. It was delivered to him. In Psalm 115 verse, verse 16. The Bible says the, the heaven... Even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. So even though the Satan has the authority, the earth God gave man. But the authority was delivered to him, so man was under his authority. And through man he runs the earth. It is nothing that the enemy wants to do that he can just appear. He, most of the time, he uses other men. Until one man, a man, agrees with him in sin, he does nothing. Some man has to conceive that thing and act on it. And then Satan unleashes his fury on mankind. Because the authority had been given to him. So he is, in that sense, the God of this world. Second Corinthians uh, 
chapter 4 verse 3 and 4 says but even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this world or God of this age has blinded so Satan blinds people's minds why? he doesn't want them to know the truth he doesn't want them to hear the truth because the key is having the truth once you know the truth He's lost his authority over your life. Can't do anything anymore. He's lost it. So the gospel is to free us from Satan's authority. We're coming to that. And once you are freed from Satan's authority, the sky is the limit. There's nothing that can stop you anymore. You stop yourself. It's the truth. So it's blinded the minds of them who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel. See, there's a light that comes with the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine on them. He doesn't want it to shine on them. Because light and darkness cannot dwell in the same place. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. So once there is light, the enemy is finished. He can do anything to you. Once you expose it, it's light, the enemy's power is gone. You know, that's why I've lost fear. I have respect for the enemy, but I don't fear him anymore. I know there is an enemy. You have to respect your enemy, otherwise you're going to be in real trouble. I have respect for him and the being that God made him to be. And his power to deceive. But I don't fear him. Because he doesn't have authority over me anymore. He had authority that was delivered to him according to what he said. In Matthew chapter 4. And you find the same thing in Luke chapter 4. He says this authority has been delivered to me. But this is what Jesus had to say to us. In Matthew 28 verse 18 and 19. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I mean, how much of the authority? All of it. All of it. So what was delivered to the enemy was taken back when Jesus died. He doesn't have any authority on the earth anymore. The only authority he has... Is if he can deceive you to believe a lie, to accept a lie, to accept that you cannot make it, to accept that you don't have what it takes, to make you fear and to make you fret, to direct your eyes towards others and say, well, this guy is doing so well or this lady is doing so well and you are just, you know you. And there's nothing happening in your life. See, and nothing will ever happen in your life. You've always been like this, it can never change. Why do you expect it to change now? Well, you can change it when you begin to believe the gospel. Because all authority has been given to Jesus. And why was he telling them, boasting? I got all authority now. Hey, look, you guys fall down and worship me. No, he's saying, I'm delivering it back to you. So the new birth... The new birth restores our authority on the earth. 
Adam gave it out. Adam gave it out. And he gave all of it out. But when the second Adam came, he took it back. And Jesus announced it to us. Forever. All authority has been given to me. He had the authority in heaven before he came. The word he didn't have that Satan told him of was the authority on the earth. But after his death, his death and resurrection, he took both of them. Now he has the authority from heaven and on earth. And your new birth delivers that authority to you. Everyone cannot use Jesus' authority, but your new birth. Because the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So we have that authority. So when Satan sees you walking by, he says, there goes trouble. You may not hear the demons saying, have you come to destroy us before the time? But they are shaking in their boots. If God will allow them to wear boots, you know. But they really don't have any authority anymore. That goes for every area of life. That's where, I, by the grace of God, I want to stretch myself though, by faith. I want to get violent by faith into every area of life. He has no authority in any area of life over my life. I don't have to be afraid of anything. You don't have anything to be afraid of anymore. Because God is with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? That's the thing. God, man may be against you, but that's only for a moment. But when you turn your eyes from man and you begin to look to God, you'll find that that... that power that they have over you will disappear as well. You know, when I was in college, I, I knew God. I didn't know as much, but I knew something then. You know, the, 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 the head of department, I've shared this here before, they gave me a job. Now, without that job, I can't go to school because I couldn't work off campus. I have what they call the F1 visa. You're a foreigner. You don't work. You don't have permit to work. So that was my only job. I had no money coming from home. That's the way I paid my fees. But... Once in a while, the head of department will send us uh, a memo. Uh, we don't have enough money coming into the department, and we're going to kick some of the older guys, some of you that have received the, uh, this assistantship, teaching assistantship for this time, we're going to kick some of you out. Uh, we don't have any money, and it's going to take effect, and everyone in the office is going to be sad. They're all sad. And they walk in there and say, good luck. Have you read the memo? What memo? The memo that the head of department says, oh yes, I did it. Are you not worried? No. Why? I say, he didn't give me the job and he can't take it from me. There's no way he can fire me. When God is through, then I'll leave. But he just don't have that right to take my job from me. That's what God gave to me. And he's not going to be able to. He said before I came in that he was not going to employ me ever. He told the, uh, one of the uh, professors to tell me before I started. And then the second semester, he gave me that job. And I knew he didn't because it meant what he said before. And so since God turned his heart and he gave me that job, it was God that gave me the job. There is no way in this life he could fire me. So I told him, I'm not worried. He fired the rest of you, but not me. I'm staying with this job. And that's, he was even paying me after I graduated. Oh yes, he was pain after I graduated. He said, good luck, I'm not a wicked man. I won't do that to you. I'll continue to pay you. I said, thank you, Lord. 
It's once you know who God has made you, and I'm still learning, then there is really no need to be afraid of the enemy anymore. He can do anything to you. He, he just cannot do a thing to you. He can do a thing to your finances. There's nothing. You know, my wife and I, we were just briefly this evening, we were talking about he's just been up. He's just been better. Spiritually, we're doing better. In every way of life, we are doing better. I, we, we're thankful to God. We just, it's just assumed now. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was listening to uh, somebody speak. It was something I already know. The Jews, they just, why are you going to be successful? We are people of God. They just assume. I thought, you know, I heard it from a Jew that was in our church here. And I was hearing it from the television as well. The Jew, because they are people of God, they just assume we're going to be successful in life. We're going to make it good. And if you say, in case you cannot uh, pay the mortgage for your house, they question, what did you say? What, what was that? They don't expect that. We are people of God. And we are more of the people of Christ, of God, than they are today. And God is still upholding His covenant with them. What about us? What about us? It's just the way we've been taught. We were taught a lie. We were taught a lie. Amen. I'll go back to my notes, okay? (laughs) The new birth is what restores all of that to us. We were not sons of God. We became sons of God, children of God. I said on Sunday, in John chapter 4, Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. He says, God is a spirit. And He desires those that will worship Him to worship Him how? In spirit and in truth. If you are not in the spirit, you can't worship God in spirit. And Jesus said in John chapter 3, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, You are not in the flesh. You as a born again Christian, I know we have flesh and blood. Can you pinch yourself a little bit? You still have flesh and blood. But Paul says in the spirit, you are not in the flesh. So I'm asking Paul, I still got flesh, Paul. Can you see this? This is flesh. He says, oh, you of little understanding. (laughs) I'm not talking about that. You are not in the flesh. You are born of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will give birth to His kind. Every seed after His kind. Right? Every plant, every animal after is kind. That's the law from Genesis. And the whole creation goes after the same law. Everything after is kind.
behind on the earth. If he's going to, going to be on the earth, everything has to be after his kind. And Jesus became our kind, the man God. And if you are born of him, you are his kind. That's why the Bible says, as he is, right up there, so are we here. Amen. So when the devil sees you, he sees Jesus walking in. Especially when you know it. Especially if you don't know it, he's not afraid of you. He knows. I don't know how they know these things, but they do. Somehow. They understand. You know, uh, uh, one minister, you know, who really understood this thing, he was walking in, and they had brought uh, some insane person. And this insane person was surrounded with all believers everywhere, you know. They brought, the believers brought this person, insane person, to be healed. And this minister, he didn't even know this person was there. And he walked in just going to the auditorium. And they had this insane person held down, you know, maybe chained. And as soon as this insane person saw that person, he said, I know you. <laughs> I know you. And he understood quickly, said, and I know you. Now come out of that person. <laughs> come out immediately. Out, out. That was deliverance. No word has been spoken. But the demon knew. And that man was from America. This person was in Africa. There's no way these people should have have known each other. But this demon wasn't seeing the physical being. He says, Jesus. Amen. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's where we should stand with authority. Have no fear. Have no fear. No matter what the enemy throws at you, and he's constantly fighting, trying to put us down with sickness, with disease, whatever it is, financial difficulty, you need to rise and stand and say, regardless of what is going happening in my life right now, it's only for a moment. I, I will challenge you to read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. It's a good chapter. Please read it. Because God says, when I allow these things come into your life, I'm just trying to prove you. I'll make you hunger so you can trust in me for your, for your food. And then you learn that food is not just the, the physical food that you see, but man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. So you trust in the word for your physical food. That's why he made you go through some hunger, so you learn to trust in the word for the food. Amen. So regardless of what you're going through, he is trying to do, I know it's coming from the enemy, but God allows it because all things work together for good. I just go back to scriptures. All things work together for good to those that love God. There's nothing that can stop you today. You may be experiencing difficulties today. Please don't look to it. God is with you. God is with you. If God be for us, no one can be against us. I have to really hurry because these guys would not let me go through this again. <laughs> but notice something here. Because we are born of God, we take on the image of His Son. That says, you have overcome everything. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, For whatever he is born of God, what? 
overcomes the world. That's what brings back your authority. Right? He delivers to you your authority. You don't need to... I mean, we can because we're humans. When we're going through difficult times, it, it's, you, you can't help us talk about it or think about it or talk to somebody about it. But my, what I want to encourage you is just come out of that and begin to realize all of these things, God has allowed it so that you can begin to grow up and do great things for Him. If He doesn't, you're just going to stay there. And the longer you stay that way, the longer it's going to be for you to get where He wants you to go. That's what this thing is all about. I mean, it would have been easy for the children of Israel if God told them, when you get to the wilderness, there's going to be scarcity of water, okay? Please don't complain. Okay? Because I'm going to provide you with water you won't even believe it. So when they say, ah, that's what God said, He doesn't tell them. Right? He allows them to get into the situation and he stands by to see what they'll do. And when they start complaining, he, he gets upset. He says, look at them. They can't learn the lesson. Okay, go around the wilderness one more time. <laughs> Maybe when we get back here, you learn to shut your mouth up and say, the Lord is with us. We can win. If you don't learn, we go around again and we come right back. See? But that's all there is. No one can take your life. No one can hurt you. I really believe this with all of my heart. And I pray God opens my heart even more and you the same. That's why we're sharing this together. We are actually breaking bread right now. See, we are breaking bread and fellowshipping in the presence of the Lord. And you need to profit. The Bible says we should profit from the word. Take this word to heart. Because I'm really believing God for a great harvest this coming year. Spiritual harvest, soul harvest, your bank account, great harvest. So that I can call on you and say, I need $10,000, please give it to us. <laughs> and then you come to me and say, Pastor, what, how much do you need? You need $10,000? And I'll tell you, well, yeah, we need $10,000, but you're too late. Someone, someone else gave before you came. <laughs> Then you say, I missed it. I'm waiting for my turn next time. Yes, may God bless you according to His Word. According to Deuteronomy 28, His blessings will come after you, come on you, and overtake you. That's the will of God for your life. And that's what God is going to do for us at this coming year. No, we won't suffer any want, no lack. Amen. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Well, see, I'm just looking at the faces of overcomers. Amen. And then you tell me, I don't feel like it. I don't care how you feel. God says you are an overcomer. (laughs) And He cannot lie. You have overcome the world. That means whatever the world can throw at you is, is only for a moment. It's your faith that overcomes. Your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, there's, there are certain things when I see them in scriptures, I know sometimes it's difficult. We don't want to go there. It's religion, you know? Religion. I hate religion. And Jesus does too. <laughs> see, the religious people were the ones that tried to kill him. I like to read a scripture uh, here. And this is coming from God. When God says something, you must have respect. And accept it, even though you don't understand it. 
Because in accepting it, you'll benefit from it. And then you'll begin to understand. I'd like you to turn with me to John chapter 10. Linda, are you okay? I'm going to finish tonight, even if it takes us to 10 or 9 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> okay. John chapter 10. Let's look at verse 34. Please understand me. Remember I said, God said to Moses, I have made you a God, as God over Pharaoh. Now look at what this word says. Jesus answered them, verse 34, Is it not written in your law? I said, as God said, Jesus said, You are what? Gods. Now look at verse 35. If he, that's God, called them gods, to whom, what? The word of God came. Did the word of God come to you? God calls everyone who accepts his word. He's made you like Moses. To Pharaoh, the devil. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. See? God said that. You can go find out what God really meant. I don't know. I just go by what he said. Let God be true. And every man a lie. And you can go back to Psalm 82. He's taking from that, that chapter there. Jesus was quoting a scripture where God is spoken. He says, he said, you are God, but you will die like men. God made you God, but you will die like men. You are not God like God is. Okay? But on the earth, through the death of Christ, all authority has been given to you by, through Christ. Satan became the God of this world because he had all the authority, right? But now, God, through the word that came to you, has given you back the authority on the earth. You are not God of heaven, but on the earth, you have so much authority, the enemy will listen to you, and his demons will listen to you. And you can change circumstances through his word, by the words of your mouth. And God said, and God said, and God said. You change those things. I mean, this is true revelation from the word of God. And refuse to fear. The circumstances that are around your life. You know, when the enemy begins to use people and they're coming at you with words and everything, you're really doing something good. That's good. It's painful to the flesh, but don't worry about it. Stay with it. God is going to take us somewhere this next year. Can I run through everything now? <laughs> I have so much I want to share. But let me, I'm going to read the scriptures real quick. And then I'll close, okay? Divine presence, that's the third thing. First thing, the knowledge of God. You know who God is. Second thing, the knowledge of who you are in Christ. Then the third thing is God's promise of divine presence in your life till you die. His name shall be called Emmanuel. What does that mean? God is with us. That's what the word tells us. God is with us. In Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the 
world, the end of the age. What does it mean for God to be or there present in your life? When God is in your life present, miracles take place constantly when He is with you. Okay? John uh, 3 verse 2. There was a man that came to Jesus by night. That's Nicodemus. He says, This man said to him, Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from heaven, for no one can do these signs that you do unless what? God is with you. When God is with you, you can do signs. You can do miracles. It's called divine presence. Always there in your life. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. So there is the anointing with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Why? For God was with him. God was with him. And if God be for us, who can be against us? When God is with you, no one can be against you. Mark 16 verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So everywhere they went, the Lord was with them. And whatever they said, He confirmed. If you speak those words, God will confirm it. Because you have divine presence. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I won't forsake you. So what comes out of your mouth is so important. What are you saying about your life? It's so important. Because He's there, always there to confirm. So I stay with the Word. Speak the Word. Confess the Word. Believe the Word. Act on the Word. Believe in the Spirit of God at work in your life. He is the one to remind you of the Scriptures. Would you stand up with me tonight? Thank you. Thank you for your patience. Let's act on the word. Amen. Let's act on the word. Let fear go. Let the disappointments of the past go. That's not part of you anymore. Here we say kiss it goodbye. <laughs> or curse it goodbye. Whatever you want to do. Okay. It's no longer part of our lives. Jesus is now in our lives. That's what the word of God says. Father, we just want to thank you. Your word will not return to you void. You walked with your disciples and you confirmed your words with signs following. Confirm your word tonight. With signs following in the lives of your children. They are above. They will never be beneath. In the name of Jesus. They will be heard and never tell. Thank you, Father. Signs and wonders will be done in their hands. Through the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy upon our lives. Bless your people as they go in. Bless them when they go out. Bless everything their hand touches. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.